Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Eleven o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Alice Gold, Dusty Likens, Drew Nixon with you. It's the trash of the day. About twenty minutes from now, I did see this. I think it's important to bring up, just based off of like yesterday, we were playing all the cuts of the the wide right field goal. And it's a it's a great moment, but people in Buffalo took it way too seriously. You saw the death threats that the kicker Tyler yeah, Bass was getting. He, whole... he had to delete his social media. If there's anything positive that has come out of that ridiculousness is that both Chiefs and Bills fans have donated now over $25,000 to uh, a charity that he supports. I believe it's a cat rescue charity. Yeah, Tyler Bass, the, the, nice. uh, the 10 Lives Club, a cat rescue, a rescue charity. Rescue. Rescue. A cat rescue charity. Uh, he's been actively involved with over the years. So props to those that have done that. Obviously, the death threats are absolutely you absurd. You guys both have cats, right? No. <laughs> I, no. Know. I hate cats. I do. Okay, that's a terrible follow-up. Well, I was <laughs> love what he's doing for charity. Love it. God, I hate cats. You just asked if I had cats, and I said I hate them. I'm not saying not to donate. You asked if I had cats. No, I'm allergic to cats. Don't like cats. Dogs are the best. Did you watch the documentary on Netflix called Don't Kill Cats or something like that? No, I don't know what I that is. It's, it's something weird like that, or I forget what it's called. But it's something about What's cats. What's that? What, it's just, I forget, but it's really it's not about, like, like killing cats, I don't think. But yeah, it's uh No, so does Tyler Bass have a cat charity? Well, it's a charity he supports. Yeah. yeah. It's not his charity, but he support his you know, each player, you know, usually supports a charity. Don't mess with cats, I think is what it is. I don't know. It's a documentary on Netflix you should yeah, watch. Yeah, he's never it. been a cat person. Never been. I, I like you know when My I get stepmother home, has five. When I walk in the door today, whether I was gone for an hour, whether mm. I was gone for eight hours at work. Yeah, I walk in the door and that my dog Zoe is waiting by the door at the top of the step for me, Dusty, and is excited as hell to see me. Yeah, don't f with cats is what it's called. Okay, they went and found that this guy who was torturing cats. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, that's dark. Uh huh. Okay. And you watch this? Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Okay. I go through like these waves where I just dive into documents on. No, I like documentaries are phenomenal. Uh, like, but I American just, Nightmare. That's the Brutal. one I need. It's number one on Netflix right now. Top ten trending. Watched or it last week. Finished it in one night. It's three episodes. That's the one. It's it's based off the true story of the woman that faked her kidnapping, right? In twenty fifteen. Wow. Yeah. Don't give me the whole okay. details of well, it. Well, they. It's well. First off, like Nancy Grace, we used her okay. platform. She said, okay. "Have you not seen the movie Gone Girl?" 
it's the same thing. And then, like, you find out, like, throughout the storyline that there's other developments that you didn't know about. But, yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty good document. It's one of those ones where, like, you watch the first episode, and I know that we've all found ourselves doing this. You start the first episode, like, 8 o'clock, and then Thanks 9 so. o'clock hits, you're like, eh, we can watch one more. And then you watch the second one, it's you're like... midnight all of a sudden, then, yeah. But then the, after the second one's over, you're like... Well, there's only three. We might as <laughs> well finish yep. it. You know, we've all done that. Absolutely. That's what this documentary will do. Okay. To you. Yeah. American Nightmare. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. You have to check it out. American Nightmare. I watched that one. The Boston Marathon bombing. I didn't know the story that was in between the actual incident and the the finding of the one of the two suspects. And then uh, another one I watched was called Hell Camp. That was uh, that was another one. People want you to talk like Nancy Nancy Grace the rest of the show. Nah, dude, you'll tune out. They want you to talk like they're all in favor. On text There's line. people that sound like Nancy Grace to do sports radio, but they do it at another station in the city. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying you can listen to him, but don't keep it here. We'll get to we the, give you all your chiefs information here. We'll get to the trash of the day in about 15 minutes or, or so. I, I know for the chiefs, the season continues for the Ravens. The chiefs, the season continues. Hey, cats, um, not even kittens. Yeah. Just not a fan of cats. Oh, yeah. Kittens are, uh, kittens are cute. Uh, um, and so you look ahead of the offseason if you're all these other teams. That's all you have if you're other teams that aren't around. Mm-hmm. But I, I did want to take a step back for a second because I would argue, I don't think anybody would, would probably disagree, but the receivers we have discussed where the Chiefs could look at in the offseason, all of them have already been eliminated. Like there's, no, there's nobody realistic on any of the other teams that are remaining that I would say, oh, the Chiefs can actually get. Like, mm-hmm. duh, would I want a on Ross St. Brown? Yeah, he's not a free agent. They're not moving, okay? Like I'm talking about guys that are truly going to be available. And so... Mike Evans just got eliminated from the playoffs. We know that's a big name that has been mentioned. Pro Football Focus just put out their top 150 Mm -hmm. free agents. Number one, if you're wondering, is Chris Jones. He's listed at number one. Uh, Legereus Need is number 10. But number four is T. Higgins from Cincinnati. We know there's a chance he gets tagged, uh, but he could also end up being a free agent. Uh, You go further down the list, the next wide receiver that pops up is Michael Pittman Jr. I know that's a, Mm. a player that you're very fond of. We'll talk about him in a second. Mike Evans is 13th on this list. Those are the, the top wide receivers. Hollywood Brown at Arizona, number 17. So looking at these wide receivers, we, we, no matter what has happened, uh, he's further down. Yeah. Oh, okay. No matter no matter what happens um, this postseason, we know what the Chiefs have to do in the offseason at the wide receiver position. We were alluding to that a little bit with our Brett Veach conversation. But out, out of those those players, like who do you, A, want and who do you think is realistic? Because I think there's difference. Like I know you love Michael Pittman Jr. I'm mm-hmm. with you. I just don't believe the Colts with a, an up-and-coming team, clearly, ahead of schedule, and then with Anthony Richardson, I don't believe they're letting that guy walk. I think they will find a way to keep him there. That's that's why mm-hmm. I don't think Pittman's is... Like, Mike Evans is way more likely to actually be available, in my opinion, than Michael Pittman. Yeah, I mean, I think when we talk about it, I think what people get lost in this conversation is that it is a wish list. Yeah. Right? When I was a kid, there were things that I wished for for Christmas or my birthday that I probably wasn't going to get. But if I my did kidneys. get, nah, I never asked for a cat. I only asked for one cat named Fluffy. Got it. But either way, uh, step one was a veterinarian. Fluffy. That was her name. It was Fluffy. Okay. Um, the other thing, when you look at a wish list, right? I think there's Michael Pittman Jr. is at the top of my wish list just because he would be such a a, a great fit in this offense. Age, talent, whatever would pr- work perfectly with Patrick. I mean, could you imagine if you had Michael Pittman Jr., Rashi Rice, Travis Kelsey, and then find a receiver in this draft that we know because of the Character Concerns podcast that we hear with Jay Binkley and Chris Nacero, which you can find all the time, download it, listen to it. It's, it's nerds talking about exactly what you want to hear about when it comes to the Chiefs additions. 
They think that this is a receiving class that could set the record for the most wide receivers drafted in the first round. We know that stat's been beaten into our brain by Binkley. Well-deserved. <laughs> I've heard that a few times. Right. And I think that when you look at that, that's number one on the wish list. You're right. You have a guy in Anthony Richardson that you're trying to build your franchise around. You don't have to necessarily pay him yet. You've got four more years of control under Anthony Richardson. You're also trying to build that offense. Jonathan Taylor, you just gave a contract to who's whatever, but also it's Jim Irsay, a wild card of an owner, right? You, you never really know what's going to happen. Does, does he do that? Or does he, you know, whatever Mike Evans, I think falls in the same category that we saw with Odell Beckham jr. And Deandre Hopkins, Mike Evans, has done everything. I think there's only one person on the planet that doesn't think he's a, a hall of famer. And that's the guy that'll come in the studio from two to six. It's not a shot. He's just on record as saying it went deep into it on Twitter this last week. And that he doesn't believe that Mike Evans, a hall of famer, 10 years of a thousand yards, a super bowl ring. That's where Mike Evans gets a little tricky. He's got the ring. He's got the accolades. What Mike Evans clearly wanted this off season was money. And he told Tampa he'd stay in Tampa. They just paid him. They said they weren't going to. And this season, we can just kind of see the right in the wall. They will depart. My thing is, if you do trust this draft process and you think that Jeff, that Brett Beach can figure this out, then you start falling into the guys that are deeper on the list that could be a good wide receiver three, like a guy that we know that's not going to be in Buffalo, but I think will have similar comparisons to an MVS is a guy like Gabe Davis. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. You don't want Gabe Davis. No, I not am. even as a number three option. I really would not. Bad year. I, I would not. Bad year. Bad. And he was supposed to have a big contract yeah. year. Didn't bad, have it. Bad year. Too inconsistent. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm good. I understand what you're saying. If, hey, if he's your third or fourth, then right. it matters much. So I, move, I hear you. Then you move on to a guy like yeah. Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I'm Calvin Ridley I'm very much okay. interested in. Down I, the list, yeah. maybe not going to cost a whole I, lot of money. So, like, if we're going from, like you said, what are you hoping? What do you think happens? So, Mike Evans is a stud. I mean, the guy's been a thousand-yard receiver every single season. My concern with him is is the one that we're all discussing around right. him and will continue in the offseason. He will be 31 in August. Not, not, not like, you yeah. know, right in August. So, you're talking about 31 before the season starts. I'm worried that some other team is willing to give him a three-year deal. Yeah. which I would absolutely not want to do. If it's a two-year deal, way more interested because I don't want... But that's going to be an expensive two-year deal. Of course it is, right. yeah. Because he think, wants that exiting I be, bag. I would be willing to do it on a two-year deal. Now, maybe it's Ooh. a situation where it's a three-year contract. The third year, we know they would... You know, it's one of those where they could cut him after year two or yeah. whatever. Maybe it's something like that. I would be interested in, in Mike Evans in that regard. Also, another name that I've brought up a few times because of the coaching turnover in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Is DK Metcalf on the block? Is he available this offseason? If you told me I could trade a second round pick for DK Metcalf, I would be very, very interested in that. That would probably go against what the Chief as an organization would do, but I would I would be very interested in something like that if DK Metcalf truly was available. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's one of those things where, you know, you have to look at what the contract would be when you acquire him via trade, like, is that somebody that you'd feel comfortable tag trade Chris Jones to Seattle for a DK Metcalf? I don't, type of I don't thing? think you can I, I hear you. I don't. I think that's like a Madden thing. Like I, I don't. I don't okay. believe in real life you can trade Chris Jones to Seattle. Get into like how often you've like how often Dusty right. since you've been covering the like we don't see player swaps trades. You know Not what I mean? Like it just you know I mean, it just doesn't happen. The I'm, last I, significant one like, I think was like Clinton Portis and Champion. Yeah, it just doesn't. It just doesn't happen. Right. Um, I would be stunned if that was the the, the tie-in. But I mean, I would, I would be open to that. Of course, I just well, don't. Course. You know, the projected contract from Pro Football Focus, by the way, is three years, twenty-three mil a year, fifty-two guaranteed, so about sixty-nine for total. Evans or for Metcalf. Sorry. Mike Evans for Mike Evans. Yeah. See, that's for, the thing is like three years. Mike Kelsey. Evans has all the clout to get the bag, right? Like he doesn't need a ring. Receivers aren't judged on their career. They win multiple Super Bowls. They win one. Like you look at Tyree Kill, right? Does Tyree Kill necessarily care? 
more about making sure he's financially secure the rest of his life when he has nine kids? Or do you think he's more worried about getting a second Super Bowl ring? The interesting one, too, in this list is is they got Hollywood Brown at 17. Yeah, there hasn't been much noise with him. His projected yeah. contract is a year, $12.5 They don't think, at least Pro Football Focus says they don't know if Arizona is right. going to move. The the They think Pittman and Higgins are going to get tagged. Okay. And then Evans will be the one who's truly available. Right. Then it's Hollywood Brown. Then Calvin Ridley. Ridley, man. I think that might be the one. Calvin Ridley's uh, one. projected contract is two years, 16.25 mil a year. I think that might that be range. the one. You you sign Ridley, and you spend a first or second round pick on a wide receiver as well. And then you sign a Curtis Samuel type. The other, Yeah. The other thing that you have to think about, too, is that where do these receivers that are lower on the list where do they excel with the guy as Patrick Mahomes, their quarterback, right? Cal Ridley. I think we all thought I'll, I'll go on record as saying yeah. this. I thought he was going to be a stud wide receiver one. I thought he was a great late second, third round pick in fantasy football this year. I think a lot of people leaned into that as well and thought, okay, yeah, he's had a year off, but he's still young enough. He just basically was, you know, wasn't, he was Some gambling, thought Trevor right? Lawrence was going to be an MVP. I mean, just that I was one of them. That whole was offense them. was just not what anybody thought. I'll admit that I was wrong on that. But the thing about this is like, can Cal Ridley's game be elevated with someone like Patrick Mahomes? And a lot of people might roll their eyes and say, well, we thought that with MVS, right? Yeah, we thought yeah. MVS, you know, he had Aaron Rodgers, came over to Patrick Mahomes. What happened there? Didn't work out. Juju Smith-Schuster, right? Looked great last year with Patrick Mahomes. With a Bailey Zappi or a uh, whatever that other turd's name is in New England, their starter, Jones. Mac Jones, it wasn't there. Now, were there injury issues with Juju Smith-Schuster this year? Maybe, yeah, but he but he wasn't the same wide receiver. But with Patrick Mahomes, he was back to basically that thousand-yard type. Sammy Watkins, same thing. If he could stay healthy, he was really good as elevated wide receiver with a Patrick Mahomes. A Cal Ridley in this offense gives you that trust, I think, and it could give you that sort of elevational play when you don't necessarily need to go get a guy that's going to get a lot of money. Because what do we think Justin Jefferson's going to get? Because I that that's a number that's really going to set things up, kind of like we've seen in years past. Once the big guy gets paid, the money will soon follow. And I think that really kind of jumped up in that year a couple of years ago was was when Christian Kirk got that random like four year eighty four million dollars, and you're like, that's Christian Kirk, right? That's not wide receiver one. Devontae Adams money and you look at what Christian Kirk got first and kind of set the bar early with the $84 million contract. Then it was Devontae Adams got paid. Then it was Tyree kill got paid. And then all of a sudden people are like, okay, the receiver market is just an astonishing high level. Justin Jefferson's going to get what? He, 45 he, million a year. Yeah. So I, I which think means so. Jamar chase is going to get 43, 44. I, I think the numbers are going to be crazy. No, no question. Oh, no doubt about I, it. I, I want for guys like that, but I, I do think they're probably at some point, and this, this goes back as much as we want to talk about for the last few years of how many wide mm-hmm. receivers are getting drafted. And Bink wants to bring up the record number, maybe this year in the first round, if that is true and that's going to happen at some point, there will be, it's great news for teams like the chiefs, but like there will be, the, the market will be pretty uh, rich, I guess, what mm-hmm. I'm saying is from a free agency perspective as time goes on. If we're if we're going to keep saying that, man, you know what? There's the crop of talented wide receivers that you can find in the second round it, it, and the chances of it panning out are higher than it ever has been. If you believe in that thought, well, then that means in three, four years when that cycle is, is completed as their free agents, mm-hmm. then I think the market will, will for the, the middle road, if you will, or the just below the Justin Jefferson types, all of a sudden, I don't think that's going to keep rising necessarily. Okay. I think there will be some value to be had. I don't know if necessarily this offseason, there's not a ton of wide receivers and free agency, as we discussed, that truly might be available. Yeah. But I think we're a year or two away from, because of the crop of wide receivers coming out of the draft, the market itself will be 
not as crazy as it has been at the wide receiver position. To, to me, guys, I think that best case scenario might be for them to get a guy like Calvin Ridley, you're not going to have to pay a lot of money for, but he's a good, solid wide receiver. Then uh, text line actually brought up somebody who I was going to bring up. Josh Reynolds has really had yeah, a good season. This year. His projected contract is two years, $5 million. He's way low he, on the list. Yeah, he's fine for, uh, for now. Well, I, you know, I bring up like a Curtis Samuel as well, uh, Drew. He, like, I, I think if you're third or fourth wide receiver, yeah, I'm good with it. Exactly. Like, so you have Rasheed, you get, you get Calvin Ridley, you bring in another guy like a Josh Reynolds or Curtis Samuel, and then you draft a wide receiver that can be your potential number one. But I, I think the, the, the Chiefs are going to be low enough in terms of the pecking order of drafting guys. They're not going to get, like Brian Thomas Jr., uh, Bink loves him. He's going <laughs> yeah. in the top 20 now. Yeah. So really? And, of course, the combine is going to change everything. But mm-hmm. you can get a guy who will be a good, solid at least number two, maybe number one in the draft, and then sign some guys in free agent. You overhaul the whole room. Maybe yep. not get a dominant number one yet, but you have a room that collectively is as good as anybody else's because you got the depth there. You can only go up from here too with this year's receiving class. Sure, and look, I, I think it's no secret they're gonna they're going to. I don't know if it'll be to the full on level of what they did after the Bucks Super Bowl with the O line, but I think there's a chance it is like that where they just go. They're aggressive as heck. With it, and, and they overhaul the whole thing. We know the good. The, the good. The good news is, as the season has come on, as bad as and bleak as it seemed at wide receiver, and it has been, is that Rasheed Rice has shown that okay, he's the real deal. So yeah. you, you you already for starters next year, you go in knowing that at minimum you have your two. Maybe he's your one. I personally still think long term Rasheed Rice is is a number two wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, that by the way, no problem. That's a great number two. Great number two. Um, but I you, you got to complement that. Um, and Travis Kelsey is still part of the equation next year. Now, can I rely on a thousand yard season? That's an off season debate. I'm, I'm on the other side of that. I don't think you can go into next year and, and think for sure you're getting another thousand from and him. Help that you wouldn't um, necessarily need that. If correct. you had a Rasheed Rice and a yes. wide receiver one, absolutely. Or draft another like, tight end. You yeah. need like a seven fifty, be a red zone threat because that's where you need to focus your stuff on is where you look at wide receiver one. You need somebody that can be that guy that can be in the red zone and be the, like people ask if Michael Evans, if he come to Kansas city, would he be wide receiver one? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. He's going to be your guy on the outside where it's, Hey, it's third and six. I'm putting this ball up in the air for your six, six ass to go up there like, and grab it and bring it down. Like in, in, in any of the names we mentioned. So if you told me Hollywood Brown came here, he would be the number one wide receiver on this team. I really believe that if you Mike Evans, yes. T Higgins, I think even though he hasn't been a one because yeah, of Jamar would, chase, he would be this team's one Pittman would, would be the like one. those guys would yeah. all be your one. And not only that, but they, if they're not a one, then you have two top two wide receivers, right? Then you have two legit big guys and Rushy Rice and, and, and maybe like a T Higgins. But, you know, people want to say, oh, I don't want Mike Evans. You know, he's, you know, got injury problems sometimes. Okay, well, so does T Higgins. So does everybody in the NFL. Everybody's always getting hurt. So, I mean, I just one of those things where, I mean, like, you know, I like the Reynolds name, but I think I could see the Chiefs going and getting a, 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 a rookie in the draft and then going to get another solid number two type receiver like a Gabe Davis, like a uh, Cal Ridley, who would be a wide receiver one, but, but probably better off in a system where he's the number two guy. Trash of the day. This is actually a follow-up to one we had months and months back. It was a day in which we had Dana Wright from KMBZ in studio. You guys might recall we were talking about this story and what the heck happened with this family that allegedly had like a dead person's body upstairs for six years and they were collecting allegedly, uh, you know, uh, Social Security. Well, just a day or so ago, now formal charges have been announced. So to refresh your memory, I don't know if you remember this story. This was in Overland Park. Okay, this was out in OP. A Kansas couple has been charged with fraudulently collecting more than 215000 
dollars in retirement benefits on behalf of a dead relative while they concealed his body inside the home for six years. So I'll just read the whole story. Authorities say uh, Mike Carroll's pacemaker showed that he died in 2016 at the age of 81. But Overland Park police did not discover the body until 2022 Mm -hmm. after his son-in-law called police to report his death. Prosecutors say that Lynn Ritter and Kirk Ritter, both 61, continued depositing and spending from Carol's bank account even while his body became mummified on Mm. a bed in the home he owned. Mummified just means like stiffed? Mum, uh, mum, like a like a mummy, like like crusty, mum, like mummified, yeah. decaying, all of that. Ugh. Like mummified. Why can't they just say it started to decay? Because it's different, I think. Oh, I don't know. I don't have mummified bodies. Well, in my I, house, don't so I don't I'm not an expert on this. I, topic. Neither am I. I don't know how that all works. But family members told the KC Star that the Ritters would repeatedly give them excuses why they couldn't get this individual on the phone. He would never take a phone call or visit, while leading them to believe that he was still alive. The couple do in court, federal court face several charges on February 2nd. We're talking about, again, they stole allegedly $216,000 for Social Security payments, and this guy was dead in their bedroom for six years. Just laying up The smell, I mean, that's what I can't get over. How the heck did you handle the smell? Eventually, when he mummified, the smell probably not there. Maybe they were like those people in the Silence of the Lambs, uh, and every time they walked in their house, they put that little, like, white substance under their nostrils so they didn't have to smell the decaying body. The smell is just... It's another level of insanity, I think. That's like, you need to be in a, a, like you need to be locked up. Uh, like, yeah. Well, yes. What's weird is this, they're only, like, getting, they're only getting charged of, charged with fraud. They're not like, the, the death part, like, he was 81. Maybe he just woke up, maybe they woke him up, or they woke up one day and he was dead. That's a different level of hoarding. Yes. Like, there's so, t-shirts that I refuse to give to Goodwill because they're like a Zach Grinky Cy Young t-shirt that I know doesn't fit me. It would look like a halter top. <laughs> but, like, I can't get rid of it. Can't, can't get rid of it. Dead body in a bed, 81 years old, stinking to high heaven, mummified. Yeah, the, the smell thing. We Bed's just gone. Can't sleep in that bed anymore. Hell no. Can't use those sheets, no matter how many times you wash them. Well, I'd have to be. Can't live in that house. Well, that's what I was going to say. Be out of the house. And I would never, like, if you ever found out that house is up for sale, you can't ever live in that house. You can't ever sell that house. Tell me about this house. house. What's the background story? Oh, great family home. Uh-huh. Family lived here for like 35 years. Um, you know, great, great interior design, you know, heater works really well. Air conditioner pumps, cool air. They had a guy that lived in upstairs. who was dead for like three years, mummified, but, uh, backyards gated. I'm sorry. What was that last, uh, before the backyard was gated? What was you mentioned that there was a mummified dead body upstairs? That's, yes. I mean, this is terrible. Six years with a dead person's body and six years. So they're not, they're not charged with any crime in terms of like, they don't think he was in, you know, with the death. It's just. The fraud part, and then what? What do they? What do they? What's the term they use? Uh, concealing a corpse or whatever. That's weird. Plus, there's to be like maggots and stuff up there, right? Well, that's what we're talking about with the smell. I mean, yeah. all of it, disgusting, absolutely disgusting. Do you think they just shut that door and never open that door for six years? Do they like check on it? Like, hey, let's go. I don't know. The smell. This, like, uh, there's some people when they lose a family member, they just like leave that room the way it was in general, but there's not like a dead person in there. Yeah. Like, you know, let's say, like, unfortunately, there's been, like, a parent that loses a kid. They just will lock the door and shut it, don't touch it, and then eventually they'll get to the point where they can, you know, go, go inside through stuff with whatever. Anything, yeah. Someone says, boys, I'm trying to eat lunch. Well, I feel that. It's the trash of the day, you know? It's an early lunch, too. Uh, it depends when they work. You don't know when they, how early they started their day. Maybe they got on, maybe they were started working at 5 a.m. I'd be hungry for lunch, too. Okay, I just, I mean, I guess to the norm, I feel like 11.25 is an early lunch. Gold is fully backing this person. Yeah. I'm hungry right now, Dusty. I need lunch right now. You're not full off your Cheerios that you ate dry with a blue Powerade? Yeah. Well, what's wrong with the Powerade? 
with dry cereal? Oh, well, I mean, I didn't, well, you're making it sound like I poured the Powerade inside no, of the cereal. I'm just saying you ate dry cereal I, I, and then swallowed it down with blue Powerade. Yeah. So essentially you I had like Powerade Cheerios. in your cereal. I like Cheerios. We've talked about this on the show many a time. Yeah, there's, what, what's wrong with Cheerios? I didn't say anything. Just Cheerios, are, Cheerios. Cheerios are great. But yes, to answer your question, I am still hungry. It's because you ate dry Cheerios. You should have gotten like a breakfast sandwich. Well, I didn't, sometimes I, can, I didn't go to Chick-fil-A. I didn't you go know, to... You can make it at your house. Well, you know that's not happening. Why? That's, you know that's not happening. <laughs> you can't Dustin. make an egg sandwich you know on a little You just know that's not me. You just know that's Someone not says, me, man. clocked in at five, dog. Let me eat. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. I just said Someone it was says, an early Someone says, gold lunch. eats Chipotle O's and Propel as his cereal. Well, no. Chipotle will be at around two o'clock or so today. I haven't <laughs> had Chipotle in like two years. <laughs> I haven't really? ate it as much this year so far. Good. And we're just... It's only the 23rd of January. So far, we're on a... It's not a... Not quite as much as normal. Yeah, I didn't say there's anything wrong with eating lunch at 11.25. I just said it was an early lunch. Like, you think of, like, the cliche time. People are like, oh, yeah, I eat lunch at noon. Like, yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Live yeah. your life. Sure. Especially if you clocked in at 5 a.m. My goodness. <laughs> All right, coming up next, though, let's get back to the Chiefs here on the Chiefs Red Half Hour. How similar Dusty thinks these two teams are come Sunday afternoon. That's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold. Every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour here on 610. Reminder, coming up later on today, Nate Taylor from The Athletic going to join us. <laughs> A lot of people on the text line are still reacting to our conversation about the Cheerios. Uh, and someone said, what do you mean you don't you don't use milk? I said, I don't, I don't drink milk. They go, are you lactose intolerant? No, I just, I've never been a big fan of milk. 
And so that was probably the reason why growing up as a kid, I never used milk in my cereal, and that just hasn't changed. That's where we are. I use yeah. almond milk in my coffee. That but sounds I don't really, healthy. I'm with I you really with Cheerios. Milk. I, I eat Cheerios dry. Like <laughs> so, Honey Nut Cheerios are, are the go-to. So let's there have is. a let, – is there, is there a, a discussion to be had of what's more insane, that you guys eat dry Cheerios at your age in life or that I sleep with a pillow between my legs? I think most people would say the dry Cheerio thing. But, again, if you like food that you like, I don't know why it's a big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at. But yeah, I've never, I've never liked milk, so I haven't done it. Anyway, real quick, and then I, I promise we'll get right into the Chiefs. I saw one text that I think we have to address. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from 913-586-7610, Jay Southland, Toe Service text line. It says, this is specifically for Dusty, oh. who is filling in for Cody today. Where is this at? For Dusty. This. Oh, this is, this is, I'm not making this up. It's right there. From the 548. How are you and that news reporter planning on a tea time? Question mark. What's what? this? What's what? I need the background on this. What's this? I don't know. Mr. Fox 4 over here. You go on Fox 4 every week now. Big I'm time. Not, I'm not talking to any reporter. I, I don't know. Text, how are you and that news reporter? Say? Planning on a tea time. I don't know what they're talking about. You don't know at all. I have no idea what they're talking about. Is there about. any reporter, anybody you're planning a tea time with? No. The only okay. thing I know is that, like, I think Mackenzie Nelson, who's been on this show, said she could outdrive me on the golf course. Okay. Uh, Dang. All right. Love the confidence. Not going to happen, but I love the confidence. I love the but confidence. I Someone said you had her, uh, a news reporter or something on your show Sunday. Oh, no, we've had uh, Carly Ritter. Oh, on. meteorologist for Fox yeah, 4. Yeah, we've had Carly Ritter on the last couple of weeks. Okay. Excellent. I don't know if that's who they're. Oh, they're asking about Kay Adams. We already gone over that story before. That's, we have reached out yeah. to Kay, though, uh, so far this year to see if she'd come on this week mm. during the AC Championship I, game. Well, Probably not going to People get a listening that listen to your very popular after hours show say you're dodging that there's more to the story here, but okay. I don't think I don't so. Know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there for you to address. People no, think you're dodging I, I, the question. No, I just. So. The last couple of weeks, you know how we do this. You guys have been part of this. We get people's opinions of like what the game's going to be, predictions. And then there was a really big weather game against the Dolphins, right? There was yes. going to be a lot cold. of cold weather. And I figured, why not? I'm on Fox 4. There's a meteorologist that's well-respected in the city. Well, you want to come on and talk about the weather and what the do's and do nots are and prop bets of how many times we see somebody without a shirt on, Taylor Swift, whatever. She's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. And then next thing you know, I did Fox 4 again last week, and to keep traditions alive, Carly Ritter, I think, is a very uh, big person about keeping the, the juju in the same way. Yeah. She goes, well, I have to come on again this week, right? So is she coming on again this Sunday? Of course. So okay. you've got the in. Yeah. Okay. But again, like, we'll see what happens. Um, see, well, what What do you mean, see what happens? If they keep the trend going, you know? <laughs> you, She's oh, been hard, they uh, win. Oh, the Chiefs trend. Yeah, there's, we'll no, see what there's, happens. Not, there's nothing you going are, on. You are surprisingly vague when it comes to this he conversation. He is being very vague. I mean, professional. This uh-huh. is a this is a, a well respected meteorologist. I, I, I can city. respect that. Respect I'm all it. about involving our listeners mm-hmm. in the text line, and yeah. when they request me to yeah. ask something, sometimes I oblige, and, and that one was one where I was gladly obliging. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. No, I asked her. I said, you know, what do you do for fun for the game? You know, or do you ever, you know, mm-hmm. if you ever, you know, do you ever go out, or what's your you know, warm weather? Because she's from Florida. Okay. So I think that's where the golf thing happened. I was like, oh, Florida nice. golf capital. Golf capital, there you go. You ever play golf? No, not really into golf. Oh, you should come out sometime and hit the you know the course if you want and have a good time playing mm-hmm. golf, drinking seltzer. I'm a friendly guy. Sure. I'm a friendly guy. I've asked Drew. I've asked other people, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, you want you want to come out? You don't play golf, but I, I bet you'd have a hell of a time riding the golf course drinking told, the drinking the high you. noons. I told you I'm there if you guys want to do that sometime. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee I'd even let you drive the cart. Well, I would hope. That's what I want yeah. to do. Yeah. I think the text line would agree yeah. that you asking me and you asking Carly Ritter is two totally different things. Yeah, well. It's just, you know, people in the sports media world that, you know, want to get introduced to golf, I'm that guy for you. You want to have a good time while doing it? I'm that guy for you. 
<laughs> it is what it is. I don't know why you guys are giving me this like I'm just asking the qu- I'm asking the question to the text line asked. That's Somebody it. said I think she's married. I don't think she is. I'll leave that alone. I yeah. will. I will leave that alone. Yeah, and I'm not going to go into somebody's personal life again. I there's no. There's alone. not been any sort of like, hey, you should, you know, go to a Green Lady Lounge with Dusty Leggins, like I did with Kay Adams. Mm-hmm. That was a clear like, hey, you want a good time and go on a date? Let's do it. This is strictly professional, keeping the mm-hmm. juju alive. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, listeners and Kansas City sports fans. The Chiefs have won when they played the Dolphins. Carly Ruse on the air. The Chiefs won when they played Buffalo. She was on the air. This week, Baltimore. We'll see what happens. I'll be on Fox Four tomorrow or on Thursday as well. So we'll see if we get uh, the same thing. If not, do your own thing. It's all right. All right let's, let's get to Sunday. How okay. about we get to Sunday with the Chiefs and the Ravens? And we were talking a little bit before the show about these two teams. You think they're really, really similar in, in, in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. They're mirror images of each other. So let's go down this path. And that's why I think when, you know, when you look at this game and you look at what the AFC championship game is, right? How many times gold KU fan, are you just satisfied enough with what your team is final four, right? Just get to the final four. And then after that, anything can happen. And more often than not, when you get to the final four, not, not every time is there a team that you play where it's like, Oh, the 13th seeds in the final four that's happened more as we've seen like transfer portals and, and teams yeah. have been able to get better. But again, you're in, um, you're in the final four of the NFL, right? And the team that you're playing in the AFC championship game is a very similar team to you. And we can go through all these things that, that mirror image each other. Number one scoring defense in the NFL is the Baltimore Ravens. Number two is Kansas city chiefs, Justin Tucker, Harrison Butker, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's ever been a Spider-Man gift where you ever wanted to know, that's it. They're one, two, one, a one B in the NFL when it comes to kickers, John Harbaugh, Andy Reid probably the two best coaches in the AFC, at least right now, Belichick no longer in the AFC. So we can put that to bed. Harbaugh Reed, both from the same tree. The last quarterback outside of Patrick Mahomes and when the, the NVP in the AFC was Lamar Jackson, right? The one thing that they're also similar with is if Mark Andrews is back, Mark Andrews is what considered a top five elite tight end, Travis Kelsey, a top or probably the best tight end in football, mirror images of each other throughout the entire sort of scheme. Oh, by the way, who's the Baltimore Ravens' number one wide receiver? Is it a rookie named Zay Flowers? Would you, would you say he's over Odell Beckham, at least in their offense, the way they run it? I would. Yeah. Who's the number one wide receiver in the Kansas City Chiefs offense? A rookie named Rushy Rice. This game, I'm telling you right now, and I don't have a prediction for score, but I can guarantee you this game will be even. This game will be a back-and-forth heavyweight bout like we tend to see in AFC championship games. And what you're going to see is probably this game come down to a field goal of at least 45 yards, because you have two teams that to me are the best two teams in the AFC because of what they have at quarterback head coach and defense. These two teams mirror image each other. So I don't see a Baltimore Ravens team that blew out the Houston Texans, right? That game was 10, 10 at halftime. Baltimore made adjustments. They had the better quarterback. They had the better scheme. They ended up going on a 24-0 run to finish that game to win, what, 34-10? Yeah, it ended up being a blowout. Right, and the rookie quarterback showed up in the second half. That is what it is. And and Lamar Jackson looked like the MVP in the second half. I mean, and and so in in the playoffs, that was, I think, a huge win for Lamar because of all the noise around his lack of playoff success. Right. I I still said, I think I said it yesterday, like I still believe Lamar getting to a Super Bowl actually from the narrative perspective means more, even if he loses, if he were to beat Mahomes, 
would actually it would it would it would be a much bigger deal for him to do that and even if than Josh Allen did as much as we talked about Josh Ooh. Allen because there's a lot of narrative around Lamar Jackson and his playing style and and and, and people will I don't think ever probably give the credit of truly the type of player he is until he wins a ring. Right. Um, and he's got a chance, of course, to, to do that this year. I'm with you on the similarities. I mean, I actually think Buffalo and Kansas City were similar in a lot of regards, too. Now, you're right. But you go position group by position group. They, they are. That's why you said mirror image. There are a lot of areas where they certainly are. Yeah, because you're and, you're you're not taking McDermott's nowhere near the same conversation with Reed. Right. But Harbaugh is. Yeah, absolutely. Harbaugh's got the ring. He's got the longevity. He's got the respect. You're not going to have the coaching blunders that Sean McDermott have had you're, mm-hmm. like, you're not having a Justin Tucker Tyler Bass situation you and know Bass what I mean? like, missed two field goals the yeah. previous week so it's different I, I'm, I'm with you I'm not ready to mention the score or anything like that yet because I, I want to know Joe Tooney's status I want to know Willie Gay Jr.'s status for this game before I I, I flat out predict mm-hmm. uh, who's winning this game but yeah, they're, they're similar in a lot of regards. I, I think they are. You know, I, I also think for Baltimore, while we say, hey, it's a step up for the Chiefs. You go from Buffalo, you got to play Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It's a step up for the Baltimore Ravens, too. Let's let's acknowledge that. I still believe deep down, if we were to get some true serum in a Lamar Jackson and yeah. that Baltimore team, they would rather have had the Buffalo Bills come to their building on Sunday afternoon. Right. I, could, I mean, there, there's no chance that they would not have rather preferred that. Oh, every team that sees Kansas City play, they're like, other team, not Kansas. We don't want to play that Chiefs team. And that's what I love about this week again, because it's another week in, in which we're already seeing a lot of the, the mm-hmm. noise about them being discounted, the Chiefs being discounted for this game. I think that's great. This team plays some of their best football when mm-hmm. they're in that spot. Uh, and there's also just a lot of people that want to see Lamar Jackson win, and I understand that outside of, of Kansas City. But I, I'm telling you, if you're Baltimore, to me, you you would rather have had the Buffalo Bills come to your building than the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's for all yeah. these all these stats that we've brought up are one thing. At some point, though, we saw this happen with Tom Brady numerous times in his career, right, where we would acknowledge that this is not as good of a Chiefs team um, offensively as we've right. seen in the past. But they found ways to win, and they found a way to get to the AFC title game. There were so many mm-hmm. Brady years, the same thing. And this one particular stat from Scott Kaxmar uh, that he put out about even again, I think it's Kaxmar. Okay. Am I pronouncing wrong? K-A-C-K-S-M-A-R. I don't know. Never had him on the show. What do you guys think? It's not what you were. I'm with you. I'm not going to take an attempt. You don't want to to try? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, So he put out some numbers. Mahomes just had his third playoff game Mm -hmm. where he led his team to 27 or more points, Mm -hmm. but had the ball 25 minutes or less. Yeah, He's pretty good. Right. He's no other quarterback has Mm -hmm. done it more than once. Right. And the reason why I bring this up is years where you're discounted and all this. And even if you think the Ravens are a better football team all the way around than the chiefs, sometimes it doesn't matter, man. Sometimes when you have this dude at this level, doesn't matter. I just think that they can be very similar. And this is where, you know, you'll get called a Homer, a bias, you know, chiefs fan, whatever, you know, you cover the team in the town. But when you look at the similarities of these teams, they're very, very similar. But the one thing that is super drastically different is that one team has done this multiple times in this very situation. Another team has not. And if we're going to bring that same energy towards Josh Allen where, well, Josh Allen beats Patrick Mahomes in the regular season. And the last time Lamar Jackson, the Chiefs played, Lamar Jackson went for it on fourth down, got the score, and and him and Harbaugh were heroes, and they were Mm -hmm. celebrating, and they had won their mm-hmm. Super Bowl. I was there. I right? was in person. Yeah. That sucked walking out you of that got, stadium. You got pelted with some stuff, I got, right? Uh, I didn't know. Nobody threw oh, no, any, you got yeah, mooned. Nobody threw Well, moon was one thing, but it was not a safe environment walking out of that stadium. We were the okay. only Chiefs fans. Baltimore? No it way. Was not, yeah, I know. It was, <laughs> yeah. Not, it was not great. I could not wait till yeah. we got back to our hotel. It was not a fun, because we walked. 
It was not a the was, fact that someone thought that like a disgraceful taste of of sportsmanship was to show you their bare ass. That was like that was just what weird. That wasn't like frightening. That was just like really the worst was people were like hey, getting man, take we, this. We were walking down yeah. like their turnstile and people were like screaming and getting up right into our I fa- face. I like it. that was that was bad. Like I'm that, sure that it was happens bad. in Kansas City too. Fans are goofy. But, yeah, the, but I've left. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. I was, I've left we're Arrowhead. We're just not plenty. that guy. I, we, we've left there. We've all left Arrowhead after the Chiefs win and opposing fan. I don't see people constantly like. I'm talking about, dude. We're like shoulder to shoulder walking out of the stadium, and we got people like in our. It was not that Baltimore that not fan great. base is gross. It was. It was not great. Anyway, go back to what you were saying. Yeah, but I think that when you look at because the thing that's so valuable, and I think it was kind of interesting hearing Bill Self say this the other night when they interviewed him actually last night after his winning in Cincinnati. Scott Van Pelt asked a great question. He said, how do you get these guys ready from now until March? And one of the first thing he said, which was kind of pays, you know, respects to the football season that we're in right now is Bill Self goes, well, you know, I think they're who we are. The five guys have to be the five guys, but timeouts are longer. Commercial breaks are longer. The clock's quicker. And you kind of think about when he says that, that it's not necessarily your skill set that will change. But the fact of the matter is, is that, This is a game, and you saw this happen to Buffalo, where when you start thinking about the mistakes or you start thinking about too much of what you can't control, it will catastrophically debunk what you're trying to do, right? I think there's no secret in my mind. I think we've seen enough reporting on it from other people that talk about football a lot on TV or radio that – there was a clear indication that in the end of the fourth quarter towards the, the once Isaiah Pacheco scored in that fourth quarter with like 13 or something minutes left at that very moment, McDermott and Allen both, I think, and maybe a little bit of Joe Brady were thinking to themselves, whatever we do, we have to be perfect and we can't give him the ball back with any time left. So not only do we have to be perfect on this drive, when we give them the ball back after scoring, we've got to be perfect on the next drive. That then makes you kind of play on thin ice, or as the term would be, walking around on eggshells. Mahomes and company never really have that because they've been to this game five straight times, and this will now be a sixth consecutive time where that clock moves a little slower. You guys probably remember this when you were in radio. The first time you ever came into radio, boy, that clock was moving. That clock was going quick. And then all of a sudden, after you did it a couple of times, you're like, all right, we got six more minutes left in this segment. Okay, I got this ready. And you're just more prepared. Baltimore's not been in this AFC Championship game with Lamar Jackson yet. Yes, he's talented. Yes, this team is similar to Kansas City. But the one big thing they don't have is not just one, not two, not three, not four. They don't have five years of experience. And we've seen this with this Kansas City Chiefs offense, with the way this defense plays. Kansas City's never had a great defense in the playoffs. Never. At least with this this reign of, of team, right? They've had great defenses before, 90s, whatever. But now they have a quarterback that is so well weathered with what this situation is. Every facet of every moment in this game, Mahomes is going to be cool, calm, and collected. The only time we've never seen it was against Drew's Bengals in that second half. That's the worst I think we've ever seen Patrick Mahomes play outside of maybe that Christmas Day game against the Raiders this year. But they have simplified their offense. They know what works. They have a defense that leans on it, and they have all the experience in the world even though these two teams do mirror image each other. Yeah, we'll talk more about Lamar and Mahomes specifically coming up about an hour from now because that was the original, you know, Brady-Manning comparison going back to 2019. Like, I know we've had four different quarterbacks mentioned, but go back to prior to the, the 2021 game, go back to 2019 even, and for a while everybody was trying to say, oh, Mahomes, Lamar, these guys are just going to face off with each other every single year. Well, they haven't played each other since 2021. Uh, we'll talk more about that coming up. 
around 1230 or so on the show. Wide receivers right now for this Chiefs room, how are we feeling? Because I I mentioned McCall Harmon, mentioned MVS yesterday, and MVS deserved credit for what he was able to do, a couple of really nice catches and all that. How are you feeling about just the wide receiver room going into this game? Because there's part of me that wonders, with MVS having two catches, like, Keep doing what they're doing. Don't, do not all of a sudden feel like you need to target him more. Keep with what you're doing with MVS. The question is, McCall Hardman, do you activate Kadarius Tony this week and you take away the snaps from McCall Hardman after what happened? How would you approach that? Because I still think I trust McCall Hardman more despite the mistake he made at the goal line than Kadarius Tony. Yeah, so I think this offense in the receiving room is exactly what it's going to be since we saw that Week 17 matchup against Cincinnati, right? They... They gave, what, Pacheco 14 carries this past week for 89 15. yards? 15. For I definitely know it was 15. Trust me. <laughs> he, he I, needed, I needed the 15th. <laughs> yeah. I needed the 15th right. carry, yeah. So I think that they've, they've, they've really hit the ground running with that, no pun intended, but that is what opens up Rashi Rice because there's still teams that are not going to let Travis Kelsey beat you, and I believe the play that Travis Kelsey got so wide open was the first time they've ran that all year because there was so much confusion and he was too wide open in that situation to not be something that Andy Reid had like kind of held back. The other thing that where you're seeing what these wide receivers are being used with is that now they're not necessarily being used to get open. They're being used to get Rasheed Rice open in the middle of the field. Like even though you may not be hitting McCall Harmon on that deep route, you're using him to take that safety deep and to give Rasheed Rice that one to two yards of separation because I still think people are blown away with his size and speed combination because every time he gets the ball, you remember that play uh, again, Buffalo, again, we go back to it, it's most recent, where Mahomes kind of whittled his way out of the pocket and then threw it on the sideline to Rasheed Rice and then just the explosion of 20 yards afterwards. That's what they're going to use first. Then if you have to, then you can trust, okay, I'm going to throw it to, to MVS two, three times a game. Just make one catch in a situation where we need you. He did it twice in this last week. He did it once on the big third down in the week before that. Christian Watson or Justin Watson, another situation as well. Hey, we don't need you four or five targets. We need you for two, haul in one. And I think that's how they're going to yeah, use it. You're, you're asking for one one or two catches, Max. That's all you need. Like, honestly, it could be two catches for 40 yards from MVS, and I think it's a big win in the AFC title game. I just don't – you don't want to change what you've been doing in terms of target share. I think the target share has been beautiful. Travis Kelsey, the last two games, have been targeted more than he was since week seven. Okay? Like, right. that's in terms of each individual game. Yeah. You're right about Rasheed Rice. What about McCall Hardman, Tony, and Sky Moore? I think those are the three that are interchangeable a little bit here. Because First off, do we believe Kadarius Tony's hurt? Wow. Well, the – I think he's banged up, but you would normally be playing if the dude hadn't been making mistakes. So I'm, I'm with you. Is he inactive Scott, this week? That's my question. Do yes. you do you make him inactive again? I would. Keep it going. I don't want Keep the, the same thing going. I don't want the temptation mm-hmm. of playing him. Sky Moore's also opened up on the IR. Uh, you know, uh, they designated his return Total or whatever. And so last week, late in the week, we learned that you know he still wasn't going to come back. I, I don't think you want to be tempted with either of them. The only reason why I brought them both up again is did McCole Hardman. Uh, mistake convince you that, hey, maybe you, you go with one of those other two players. I still wouldn't. I still trust McCole Hardman more. Right. But also, again, and Andy can't help himself sometimes, uh, if the offense is rolling, you don't have to give McCole Hardman the football. Give you, it you, to you don't have to. Now, look, Pacheco has to get a breather. I'm fine. So sure. he has a long run. Then they run the play to Hardman. Hand it off to Clyde in that spot. I'm good with that. I I, I trust Clyde more than McCole Hardman. Or put, like, Chris Jones back there. Wow. I trust that more than a, than a oop de oop or whatever they run. Like they, you know, I just, that's where I just didn't understand it. I just, you know, you watch these games and, and, and maybe I'm, you know, the same way when it comes to that opening drive against uh, Miami, right? 
I think that was more so like we're going to prove to you that the weather doesn't falter our quarterback because yeah. the first three plays of the game were pass, pass, pass when the temperature was negative 30. And you're like, what are they doing? And it's like, oh, they think they're just going to run the ball with Isaiah Pacheco. No, we're going to throw the ball and prove to you that we don't care how cold it is in this weather. We're still going to uh, unleash it with the arm. But there are times, right? Because, but that's the way that this thing works, right? Because how many times, you know, does Andy Reid draw up a play and it works just beautifully? And you're like, that's Andy. And then sometimes mm. it doesn't work, but it's like where those situations are. Like you haven't been great in the red zone. That's a fact. If you're in the red zone and you're on the five yard line, and I know Isaiah Pacheco just ran the ball, like you said, put in Clyde Edwards-Alaire, run up the middle if he doesn't get it. Okay. Run up the middle again if he doesn't get it. Okay. Then you can get creative because then it's third down and they're kind of on like on the heels. They don't really know what's coming. And then, you know, McCole Harmon had a bad game. No doubt about it. Right? Two fumbles, one lost. Not a great game. I think he had a total of like one yard or maybe negative one yard total. But again, what is one thing that we know that Andy Reid's going to do? When you falter, he's going to go find you. And I think he has enough trust in somebody like McCall Hardman more than he would have in a guy like Kadarius Tony, where he knows McCall Hardman knows this offense, knows what to do. So I will say this. I will, I will, I will say this. I think they keep the same offense. Now, the scheme of how they use it will change. Like, do we think McCall or do we think that Isaiah Pacheco is going to get 15 carries again? Maybe, maybe not. Joe Tooney not being involved in this offense is a big question when the injury report will come out officially first on Wednesday. But the other thing about this, too, is, look, man, the offense got simplified in Week 17. And yep. since then, it's been a cohesive unit, and it's been a completely different 180 to what it was for the first 16 weeks of the season. They scratched that, they made something different, and it's worked. So I think you're going to see the same sort of formations, the same sort of, you know, type of guys and situations where you're going to have a Rasheed Rice over the middle, Travis Kelsey when he gets available, Isaiah Pacheco, and then kind of incorporate two to three, you know, targets between MBS, Watson, and whoever else is the other guy to step up. All right, coming up next, we'll get to what's trending. And now that we know the vote's actually happening in April, what still remains out there for the Chiefs and Royals when it comes to the stadiums? Next year on Cody and Gold. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.